Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Today, I just want to soak up some verses about grace and just really recenter around grace. Because if you're anything like me, receiving grace from God doesn't come naturally. I like hardwire bent to want to earn something or work for him and legalism just doesn't go away it's part of our I think it's part of how we're wired in a way like to want to earn and that's part of like our separation from God maybe anyway I just want to share a bunch of verses that help me get grounded in grace when I wander away from grace because it just seems to happen because we can't like work at grace I mean we kind of have to but then I feel like I'm striving for grace and then I'm back to working and it's just it's not an easy cycle to break so the first verse I want to share with you is Psalm 46 10 and the first part is be still and know that I am God And so often God speaks, be still, be still, just be still to my heart. Just to remind me to rest in him and remind me to let go of my striving, put down my to-do list, put down my expectations and just rest in him. And they. He is God, knowing that he is God and he's in control. Be still and know that I am God. And if you ever want to do something fun, you can do a concordance, like word word search on be still. And if you want to keep it kind of narrow so you don't have a lot of random stuff in your search, you can just read the be stills in the Psalms. It's such a comfort to me that God just whispers be still to me and to you through his word just such a a kind thing for him to remind us to rest and not be anxious and not be striving and not be um, feeling guilty for resting in him because when we're coming out of a long cycle of working really hard to earn his approval or when we think that we're working really hard to glorify him somehow through our work it's really hard to let go of that and it's easy to feel even guilty about approaching things from more of a grace standpoint when you're so used to approaching things from a works standpoint if that makes sense. So it's just really kind of God to be speaking, be still so much over, over us and what 
we are doing. The second verse is 2 Corinthians 6.16. And just so you know, I created a list of all these verses and typed them out so that you don't have to take notes if you're driving or going about your day. If you want to reference any of the verses that I mentioned today, you can get a download of the list at the link below this podcast episode, just so you know. But the second verse is 2 Corinthians 6.16. It says, For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And this verse is such a comfort because of the verse in Galatians 5 that says that we are to walk in the Spirit. And to me, that has always seemed like this big thing, like walking in the Spirit. How? How in the world do I walk in the Spirit? And then there's this checklist of its own in order to be walking in the Spirit. And it feels so overwhelming. And then what's supposed to be so life-giving then feels so burdensome again. And it just didn't make sense to me. And then I think a friend pointed this verse out to me. And I'm going to read the middle again. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And he is going to do the walking in me. So I can just let go of that. Do I have this all right? Am I able to walk in him? Like, what does that even look like? Am I doing it? You know, he will walk in us and dwell in us. So when we're trying to abide in him and have fellowship with him and relationship with him, he wants to walk in me. And that is such a relief that it's him doing the walking and him doing the dwelling because it just is so overwhelming when it's my job to try to figure it out. And next is Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He started it and he is going to finish it. It's not up to us. He's got us. We're secure in him. We have that assurance. And the next one is Galatians 3.3. Paul's talking to the Galatians and they have begun to incorporate the law back into their church and into acceptance with God. Like, well, we know that you were saved by grace, but then you also need to be keeping the law for this reason and that. So he says, Like the whole book of Galatians is him saying basically this. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? So Christ saved you, but now you want to perfect yourself by your works, which couldn't save you in the first place. And it's such a good reminder when we get back to that place of trying to strive and trying to achieve and make ourselves holy or righteous by our own good works. The next one is 2 Timothy 1, 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed 
and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. That's just such a sweet assurance that he's he's keeping us. Then Galatians 5, 1 through 5 is what I'll read. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. So if you think circumcision is necessary, you ought to do the whole thing. But verse 4 says, Christ has become of no effect unto you, whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. And like I said a minute ago, we don't earn our own righteousness. I love in the Psalms where David is talking about many times, like, having a clean heart before God and being pure and being upright. And that can seem so daunting. But when we take a step back, David wasn't perfect. David had righteousness because he was trusting God by faith. It was his faith was counted to him for righteousness like Abraham. So it's righteousness by faith. It's something that's given to us. It's not something that we earn, which leads us into Romans 4, verses 5 and 6. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness, even as David describeth the blessedness of a man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. This is crazy that God would give us righteousness without our works, but we believe it for salvation. And then sometimes it's so hard to believe for the rest of our life. Like, but there's got to be something I can do to earn it, but, but nothing. He wants to give us righteousness by faith and the exercise of our Christian life is learning how to rest in his grace and learning how to trust him by faith. So the next is Galatians 4.21, and this stood out to me just maybe a week ago, and it kind of made me laugh, because I just can picture Paul writing a letter to the Galatians, and he's trying to help them see, you guys are putting yourselves back under bondage, under a yoke, and Christ says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. and So Galatians 4.21 says, Tell me, ye that desire to be under the law, do ye not hear the law? It's like he was saying, "Mm, you who kind of want to measure yourselves by a standard or be boxed in by rules, because that might seem easier, because sometimes it legit does. Do you hear what the law is saying? How much bondage is there? I just think it's funny that Paul worded it that way. Do you see what you're asking for? Because we have been called into liberty and 
We don't want to be entangled again under that yoke. And then the next is Psalm 37, 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. I just love that. He is asking us to hand it back to him. And I heard it recently said this way. My responsibility is to show up and my responsibility is maybe to surrender. But how God works that out is not my responsibility. It is not my job to figure it out and put the puzzle pieces together and have this mapped out plan. No, it's my job to commit my way unto him, trust him, and he's the one that will bring it to pass. And then we'll finish with Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. This is similar to Hebrews 12.2, but I just love the wording in this. He has begun it and he will perform it. So he's not just the beginning and the end. He's also the middle. Like he's the one working it out. He's the one performing it. And we're not the one performing. And that's what we need to remember is we get to rest in his grace, which is him giving us something that we don't deserve and something that we absolutely cannot earn. Like we cannot earn his favor. We're not capable. And he saw that. And so he let Jesus take our place and then exchange places, like his righteousness for my sinfulness. And he will do what I absolutely can't. He's performing it. Isn't that, isn't that encouraging to you, friend? I hope that that's an encouragement to you and that you can just rest in his grace and in his goodness and If you find yourself like me, where you're slipping back into trying to earn his favor or like your devotions have become more of a checklist item than an actual sitting down and meeting with God, I hope that you can reach for this list of verses and just be regrounded in grace. Thanks for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love to connect with you, either to hear your story or hear your comments on today's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. Until next time, remember, God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.